Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, frat boy-esque diving clubs, judgmental cousins, consumptions of massive amounts of alcohol, severe misunderstandings, mind-numbing logic, and various rants. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Monger Review, episode 369, Grand Blue Dreaming. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Monger Review. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you guys are doing well. Hope things are going great for you. I've been pretty good, pretty awesome, getting things ready, working hard. And if you are paying attention to our social media, you may have noticed that we released a new podcast at www.spyrokin.com. Spyrokin's TV Tuesdays, the podcast where we talk about every new TV show that comes out every week. And we tell you a little bit about the shows that we're watching and we go episode by episode in our reactions to it. Again, you can find those at our regular website, but... Let's get to the other part. If you're joining us for the first time, I do apologize. Welcome. Spirekin is some podcast and vetting reviews about connectedly enhanced narratives. Pretty much what that means is that every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics. Since this is the manga review, we obviously talk about manga. And we tell you the pros and cons of the manga that we're talking about. We tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, if it's worth investing your time in or not, and if it's a pile of garbage or it's worth checking out. Now, you can listen to any of our earlier episodes at www.spiraken.com or spiraken.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N in whatever social media platform you have. I guarantee you find us one way or the other. And one more thing I have to say, if you disagree with us, that's fine. Our main mission is to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. So we're fine with people if you disagree with us. And if you want to leave any comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. Now, that that's out of the way, other things that are new, well, we've got a lot of really cool manga recently in a little package, so I'm excited for that. And also, I'm excited because I am getting pumped up because there's so much going on because even though a lot of cons have closed, stuff is opening up again, and Anime NYC is still going to be a con. So I've applied for it, and hopefully I will get into that as a panelist, and things will be awesome again. But I digress. We're waiting and see. Since this is the manga review, we'll talk more about that in a bit. But let's get to the actual news, because a, not a lot happened this week, but there were some pretty big events that occurred. The first one, if you're a manga fan, you will know the final chapter of... Kimitsu no Yaiba, or Demon Slayer, was released on Sunday or Monday, depending. Now, how I feel about the ending of the manga, it was an ending. I'm not hating on it, but it wasn't the best thing ever. I think the last chapter was a better ending. However, I'm excited to see where the spinoff is going to go, which is going to be following the Flame Pillar as he does his stuff. I think it's only going to be a miniseries, so it may be only like 10 chapters or maybe 2 chapters. We're going to have to wait and see. If it comes up, I'll put it on the wheel of manga and we'll see if we can review it. Now, other news. The light novel, I'm in love with the villainous, a, the Yuri light novel, is getting a manga adaptation. I think Yen Press is picking this up, so it might be really good. This seems very familiar and very similar to my next life as a villainous, all roads lead to doom, except the difference is that you're playing the NPC uh, the, or the main character and you're in love with the bad guy, so yeah. 
Um, the RPG series Earthbound, or Mother, a personal favorite of mine. I loved it on NES. I <laughs> love the hell I game. I own it on emulator and other things. Well, they're making a manga anthology and collection of stories with various mangakas, including Inoue Asano, Robio, and various other mangakas contributing to this work. I'm excited. I think that we're going to be getting it. And the tentative title is Pollyanna, who was the first uh, female character in the first Mother game. One we didn't get in the United States, but if you're played in Japan, you'll know who I'm talking about. Now, our final bit of real news is a little bit crazy, but kind of cool too. And that's something happening with Ultra Jump. Now, on June 19th, they're releasing a manga adaptation of Denpa Tenki no Kanojo, or The Girl Who Could See Things, which was written originally by Kentaro Katayama and Yamato Yamamoto. And the manga adaptation is going to have art done by Hiroshi Hiroka. And it's a story centering around a relationship between two high schoolers, Ame Ochibana and Ju Juzawa. Now, Ju is a delinquent boy who constantly gets involved in brawls, and uh, Ochibana is an eccentric girl who claims to be Ju's knight in a past life where Ju was a king. So, even though she's like obsessive and crazy, eventually a murder occurs and they have to work together to uncover the truth of what happened. And it's a weird thing, which is a little strange now. For those who don't know, Denpa. Literally means electromagnetic waves. It's also a slang term to refer to people who claim to receive information from radio waves, like Denpa Kyoshi, which was the Japanese title for um, uh, I am the ultimate otaku teacher, even though it's technically electromagnetic teacher. It's a whole genre, apparently. I didn't even know this. And it's like stories that deal with the bizarre, supernatural, intruding into the normal world, like Serial Experiment Lane, Bogey Pop. Phantom, these are considered Denpa manga and anime, so I'm actually intrigued for this series. I want to see what it is. Maybe we'll get the light novel. But there's some other news, some other mangas that are ending, but that's the big news for the day. And I promise I wasn't going to talk about mangas ending except for major ones like Demon Slayer. However, I am digressing a bit. So anyway, let's get to the releases for the week. So these are what came out on May 19th, and we've got a couple of nice ones that came out this week and some that were kind of meh. Now, the big one that came out this week was obviously the Colossal Edition of Attack on Titan Volume 5. So far, everyone's been digging the Colossal Editions. I think it's a great release, but the story for Attack on Titan has gotten really what the fuck. So, yeah. You have a Sisters All You Need Volume 7, the light novel. Beastars Volume 6. Cells at Work Code Black Volume 5. Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro Volume 3. Fairy Tale 100 Year Quest Volume 4, Hell's Paradise Jigokuroku Volume 2, High School Prodigies Have It Easy Even in Another World Volume 1 The Light Novel. If you've watched the anime series, it's pretty enjoyable, so I think The Light Novel is going to be good as well. How to Treat Magical Beasts, Mind and Masters Medical Journal Volume 5, I'm Standing on a Million Lives Volume 7, I've Been Killing Slime for 300 Years but Maxed Out My Level Volume 2, the manga. King of Eden Volume 2, Levius Est Volume 4, May Those Laden Battlegrounds Leave No Trace Volume 1, The Light Novel, Sayuki, The Original Series Resurrected Edition 2, uh, Something's Wrong With Us, the manga, The uh, Invincible Shovel, The Light Novel Volume 1, which that sounds kind of cool and kind of weird because I don't know what it's about, but it's like 
Is it a living shovel? Is it talking about the fact that this guy has a shovel that's indestructible that he's winning with? I'm intrigued by that. I may check it out. Uh, the Penetrated Battlefield Should Disappear There, Volume 1, The Light Novel. And finally, The Seven Deadly Sins, Volume 38. So, for me, what I'm excited for are Beastars, Cells at Work, King of Eden, and Something Wrong With Us. And also, Invincible Shovel. The rest, uh, we could take it and leave it. But, I'm excited. Uh, what are you guys interested in? Let me know. Zaninspiredcon.com. Email me and let me know what you want to see or which ones you think are going to be horrible and a pain in the ass. The fact they're re-releasing Sayuki, the uh, reinterpretation of Journey to the West, that one excites me a little bit because that was a good release by Tokyo Pop. I've got to admit. So I wonder how this uh, original series Resurrect Edition is going to be. So anyway, let's get to it, shall we? And that is the review of the episode. Because that is what we do here at the Spark and Manga Review. So, if you were listening to the last episode, you'll remember I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dicked down to you there viewing a manga that was written by Kenji Inoue and illustrated by Kimitaki Yoshioka. This is published by Kodansha and released over here by Kodansha USA. It's a seven series. That original run was 2014 to present. There's currently 14 volumes. And it is a straight-up comedy series. It's also technically a college life series, I would say. A little bit of romance sprinkled in, but the romance is very awkward unless you read further into the manga. Now, the title of this is Grand Blue or Grand Blue Dreaming. So, first off, a little bit of real talk right now. I bought two volumes of Grand Blue Dreaming, and the second volume is actually an error print. Apparently when it was being published, the printer did not have full ink on. So there's several pages where the ink is super poor quality. And I've looked at other volumes, and it's not that with the other volumes. It's just the version I have. So it's kind of cool I have another error print manga. I think the first one I had was Prison School where the print was off. So there's certain pages where you actually see the cut lines and the crop marks. And it's kind of cool to have an error volume. So... What is Grand Blue Dreaming about? Uh, to describe this easily, it is this is a frat boy version of the Motor Club from Oh My Guys, except they're a diving club, and the main character's whole thing is he gets naked a lot. Well, let me explain. So, the whole story is that our main character, Iori Kitahara, has just transferred to the Aizu College. Uh, or sorry, Aizu University on the Aizu Peninsula of Japan, which is in the southern part of Japan, so it's a little bit warmer. And he's going there because he's going to live with his uncle, who owns a diving shop with his two cousins, and he's going to go there and make a life for himself. He's excited because it's going to be his college experience. He's going to make friends, meet girls, become popular, and life is going to be amazing. However, that is not exactly what happens. When he arrives at his uncle's home, which is his dive shop, his uncle pulls around to the back. He's going to the front door. He notices this young girl getting out of the water in a wetsuit. Looks really cute. He's like, she looks familiar. And he kind of blushes. She blushes. But he's like, so this is awesome. This is the beginning of my college career. And I'm going to meet lots of interesting people. And then he opens the doors to the shop. And what does he see? Does he see his uncle at the register? Yeah. But more importantly, he sees a bunch of huge, bulky, drunk guys saying, Out! Safe! Go! 
out, safe, go. And they're naked. And he's, he just closes the door. And he's like, okay. All right. So that was just a mirage. So the environment's unlike anything I've ever experienced before. And I wonder who I'll meet. And he opens the door. Out, safe, yoy, yoy, non yoy. He's like, what the fuck? What is, this, is, this isn't wrong. And his uncle's like, hey, Yori, welcome to my pride and joy. And he's like, uncle, what the hell's wrong with you? How are you so calm with this going on? What? You mean the fact that my apron's pink? I know it's a little weird, but he's like, no, the naked guy's here. And he's like, oh, don't worry about them. It's fine. So he's like, no, I'm not dealing with this. I was trying to get away from this. I was in a, I was in a all boys school. I didn't want to go to, to a place with all boys. Fuck this. I'm going home. And he starts running off. And so the two heads of this group, two guys, say, hey, what's with that guy? Why did he run off? And he's like, oh, that's my nephew. He's starting at Izu University. I picked him up today, but I guess he got homesick and ran off. And like, oh, so wait, he's a student at Izu? Oh, he's a freshman. Fresh blood. So these two guys take off, run after him while naked so they're running after him naked they grab him drag him inside and he's like what the hell is wrong with you guys like oh well you know it's kind of hot today and it's like no you guys are naked why are you doing this oh because we were playing uh baseball uh john ken poe rock paper scissors like why were you doing that he's like because that's what we want to do we're doing it to strip because we were trying to figure out who is gonna take the tanks to the water the tanks is like yeah we're the dive club peekaboo like, first off, their club's name is Peekaboo? Okay. But they eventually explain in a very strange way that he, he is, uh, he's seen them as they're trying to determine who's going to take tanks outside, and he meets these two psychopaths. Now, to explain easily, these guys are the equivalent of the motor club from Ah My Goddess. They are two crazy people who are very knowledgeable in their subject. But they're, they love taking their clothes off and they love getting drunk. These guys are holding his drinking and taking their clothes off. That's it. But they know their stuff with diving. And because Yori's there, they kind of force him to join their club. Because their headquarters is the dive shop. So since he lives there, they're going to kind of make him their new project. And as he, as Yori is stressed out about this, they eventually convince him to take the help them take the tanks out. Takes the tanks out, and he sees another cute girl wearing a wetsuit. She waves at him, "Hey, how you doing?" And he's like, "Hey, nice to meet you." And she's like, "Nice to meet you." Wait, wait, don't you recognize me? It's me, Nanaka, your cousin. He's like, "Oh," he's like, "Hey, it's been a while." And they catch up slowly, and she eventually says, yeah, you should see Chisa. She's grown up, and she looks great, too. And Chisa's his other cousin. And then he realizes, hey, maybe the girl in the wetsuit, that's my cousin, too. Ooh, this'll be good. So they end up walking back to the diving house, and they're saying, oh, well, hey, things are different. Are you excited? Are you going to join their club? He's like, I don't want to. And he's like, why? You don't like diving? It's like, well, I don't think I wouldn't like it. He's like, listen, I want to distance myself away from the all-boy school mentality. And he, she says, well, what do you want to distance yourself from? And he opens up the door and says, from this 
freaking insanity. And it's a bunch, or actually says, from the constant freaking sausage fest. And the guys are just chugging and drinking beer and wall naked. And then eventually they kind of convince him to join. They grab him and say, hey, today's your welcome party. Welcome to school. And we're going to get you really drunk and hammered. And they end up convincing him to play this game. And he ends up drunk and naked. And as he's doing this, his cousin Chisa goes home. And she's excited. She's like, hey, Yori moves in today. I know we're cousins, but it's going to be kind of weird living with a boy. But it's been 10 years since I've seen him. I wonder how he's changed. And when she walks into her shop, she sees a bunch of drunk naked guys. And there's one guy in boxers holding a huge thing of beer saying, All right, y'all got, ain't got shit on me. I want to lose a race so I can grace you all with my glorious manhood. And he's saying all this stuff and saying, Bring it on, no matter how many you come at me, you never strip me of my bah. Oh. Welcome home, Chisa Chis- Chan. And she just gives him look like, oh, this this pervert's my cousin? Yeah, no. He says hi. He touches her arm. It's like, hey, it's been a while. I uh, can't wait to be here. And touches her shirt. She stops, takes her shirt off, and she's wearing like a swimsuit underneath and says, listen, I have to burn his clothes. He's like, I'm not dirty. What's wrong with you? And even though he's creeped out one of his cousins, he goes to his other cousin and says, hey, what the hell happened? I wasn't trying to do anything wrong. She's like, ah, don't worry about it. She's a sweet girl. You'll get used to it. And then the sister, the older sister, grabs the shirt that she was given and starts to sniff it. And his senpai say, yeah, listen, she's kind of into her. So it's like, wait a minute, they're sisters. So the older sister is in love with the younger sister, and that's not creepy at all. But they end up continuing to celebrate his entry here, or his welcome party, and then it digresses to him dreaming about how his first day of college is going to go. He's going to go to class. Orientation is going to go great. He's going to meet a nice girl. And life will be amazing. But then his alarm goes off and he wakes up. He's like, shit, what time is it? He's naked. The two guys who he was drinking with are also naked. He kind of sees and looks at his clock. He's got 10 minutes before he has to get to class. He's like, shit, I'm going to be late. What am I going to do? How am I going to get to orientation? And he opens his eyes. And he's in front of the campus in his boxers, smelling like booze, in front of the majority of the matriculating students. So now Iori has the rep of being the drunk guy in front of school. And this begins the insanity of this comical and weird and insane manga. So... Trying to explain this manga is like doing most comic mangas where they're comedies. It's just, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. To break it down, this is just Iori trying to deal with these insane people in the diving club, the Peekaboo Club, and all the shit that happens with them. Uh, and all the torturing things they do to him. Because they, they first, he's in the school naked. He tries talking to his cousin to get some, you know, like, hey, can you show me how to get home? I don't know how to get home. And she's like, I don't know you. And when he tries to convince her, hey, I'm your cousin. Why are you doing this to me? She calls the cops on him. Say, there's a nude pervert trying to, to harass me. He ends up having to con another guy who's an, a super otaku but pretends he's not an otaku to join the diving club. They give him clothes. They end up getting him drunk even further And then when he gets drunk, he gets naked, and he just makes an ass of himself. And this is kind of a running joke of them trying to convince him to drink. Say, hey, here's some oolong tea. It's not oolong tea. It's whiskey and scotch. 
or it's it's the water is vodka and it's just they get him drunk and they just make him just pre-game this is the, like a frat like reading about joining a frat and they're all nuts and they're just going to keep making him drink and do stupid things and drink and do stupid things and eventually we do meet some of the other characters like i said you had Iori, you have his cousins chisa and nanaka you have his soon-to-be best friend kohei who is this hardcore otaku who you see who's like is a pretty boy with long hair but he wears an otaku shirt and the whole running gag with him is they keep tricking him to go to club functions because they say that a voice actress is going to be there and apparently they actually know the voice actress so she shows he shows up and he's like oh they tricked you damn it and then he gets stuck being involved uh a couple other people you have uh you have the the senior members tokita and kotobuki they are the drunk, crazy people. They're like muscle-bound, crazy college students who you always see them without a shirt. And then when they bring up, hey, you guys are naked. And it's like, yeah, it's it, I don't know, it's just, yeah, it's cold, it's warm today. Or it's, I don't know why they think we're weird. And they just stand there with everything floating. And you just see a circle over their junk. So you don't see, see it's stuff, but they're naked. At one point, they're wearing... Uh, the apron for the shop saying, oh, we're doing some part-time work for the shop to get some money. But we're wearing, and they're like, you're not wearing any shirts on. Yeah, we're, we're wearing swim sh- trunks underneath it. And then it goes behind them and they're completely naked. It's it's weird and crazy. Eventually we get some of the other people introduced. There's another, there's a kind of a, another club member who is from a rival college who goes there. So apparently this is an inter-college uh, club so multiple colleges can join the same club and like this one girl who's like the senior member of the club Asusa shows up because she ends up waking up in Iori's bedroom after well long story short he gets kicked out of the main house and is now living in another house because the idiots ruined his chance to get uh, like the deal was that he was in trouble for drinking two nights in a row he had to unpack and make his room and these guys said we'll help you and their idea of helping him is first covering the room with porn. Okay, he gets in trouble with that. Oh, you don't like this? We'll try again. And they cover it with gay porn. No, 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 no. That doesn't work. Third time, we're going to cover it with anime figures. No, 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 no. We're going to do uh, anime girls. No, 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 no. We're going to cover it with your cousin. And then he gets kicked out for reasons. So he's living in, like, the club room. But uh, he gets drunk. This girl wakes up next to him. And she is this drunk and kind of sensual club member who's just as able to drink and hang out with the guys. They treat her like a guy, but also the thing is that she plays both sides, if you know what I mean. And because of the whole thing with the room, Nautica told her about it, so she assumes that Yori plays both sides also. So she's constantly confiding in him about stuff about bisexuality, which makes it really like awkward. Like It's like, I don't want to hook up with that guy. He wants to say, I don't I don't want to hook up with this guy, but she's telling him things. He's like, maybe I shouldn't say anything, and this and that. And you're introduced to this girl, and it goes even more insane, where we get another character who shows up, Ina. Ina is a freshman from uh, the women's college that Asuza is from, and when you first meet her, she is covered in, like, whore makeup. Like, super thick, caked up, beyond caked m- makeup. I showed this to Greta, and Greta was like, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. And it turns out that she 
went online and researched all the trends for all the makeups and all the clothes, and she bought everything. She did not know understand moderation is key. So she looks like a crazy person, and, well, the club she first joined treats her like shit. So Iori and Kohei save her. They kind of get revenge for her after this club makes fun of her, and now she becomes the straight man to these lunatics. And constantly you have uh, Chisa being another straight person who's trying to just kind of keep things in order. She constantly calls Iori a pervert. And she just walks in at the worst times ever. She's not interested in romance, but eventually, due to reason, she says that Yori is her boyfriend. So she can get guys away. Like, he is her guy shield. So they won't bother her. What could I say about this? Uh... There, there are actual moments in the manga where it says, This is a manga about diving. And they're like, seriously, this is a manga about diving. And it's not. I mean, there are elements about diving. When they get into the diving aspect, and the fact that Yori can't swim, and they're trying to get him to become acclimated to the water, that's really cool. And it's actually really intriguing. But then it goes into the antics of the Peekaboo Club, and it's like, why? Now, on the back, it actually has reviews from various... Famous topics like Anime Plant says you need to read this manga right fucking now. Uh, Crunchyroll said this manga is hilarious. The drinking jokes, the misunderstandings, the timing and delivery of the comedy is top notch. And the last one is a frat house farce in the vein of something like American Pie or The Hangover. I can't think of any manga that focuses on partying quite like this. I hate to say it, but yeah, that's the the last one is is exactly. This is a manga for either it's a cautionary tale of why you don't join a frat house, or it's a, here's what happens when you go to college and join a frat house. It's not a coming-of-age story. It's not. It says it's a coming-of-age story. It's not. It's about a guy who goes to college and the insanity that occurs. It's, this is a, I mean, there's an entire sub-chapter about them cheating for an exam, and it's just, okay, this doesn't go anywhere, but it's, it's, it's funny. But it's not ha-ha-ha funny. An interesting fact is that there are girls that look pretty in this. Uh, Chisa and Asuza and Aina, they're all very pretty. But there's, and there's like a couple of scenes of pseudo fan service. But it's not real fan service. The big thing is showing these big bulky guys who are, it's like you're seeing these big ripped guys who are not wearing anything. It seems like it's... I don't know. I really don't know who the hell this is written for. It's a Senin series. It's a comedy. But I'm like, is this, you didn't join a frat, so read this and you'll remember what it's like to be a frat? I, I, don't, I, I can't comprehend it. It's, and the thing is, I want to like this a lot. This is something I feel like when I was in college, I would have loved this. And... I, I honestly don't know. I'm like, I'm really torn with this one. I The art style is pretty cool, especially the scenes when they're underwater is great. But then the scenes when they're in the, uh, when they're like deformed, because it's a lot of super deformed, like angry super deformed. They look like Attack on Titan Titans when they're like grimacing or angry, and that happens a lot. 
But the art is okay. As for the main characters, at first it's really cringy the fact that he's kind of into his cousins. They're trying to hook him up with his cousins. Eventually, if you read far enough in the manga, like I think volume 5, you find out that he's actually an adopted cousin. Because his dad was adopted by his grandfather. So they're not his, they're his cousins by adoption. So technically he could do things, but it doesn't matter. That's still your cousin, so yeah. The plot goes all over the place, and it just seems it's it's a running joke of let's see him party, drink, strip naked, and then you know occasionally once every thirty chapters or ten chapters we'll get one scene of them being a diving club. It's a lot of the antics that occurs, and they're quick. Their schemes to do things like okay, we're gonna enter this competition to get money at the festival, but it's got to be that Iori and. Kohei have to enter it in, and Iori has to cross-dress because reasons. Or we're going to be harassed by this bunch of goons, so Iori's going to make a deal to hit, mix them up, and, well, not mix them up, hook them up with various girls, and they have to find a girl who's going to help them hook them up, and then what's going to happen when they hook up, and how they're going to be good friends but not, and how he has to pretend to be his cousin's boyfriend because of reasons, and... Yeah. It's a nonsensical, weird thing where it's... It feels like it's voyeuristic. Um, you're living vicariously through Iori. That's what it honestly feels like. And I, part of me really wants to like this because the first time I saw this was when I went to Japan. When I went to Japan, they had the top... 10 anime of the year and this was number three number three because they had volume number two so i became i bought the original volume of it i have the actual tankoban of it in japanese and i became obsessed with finding this manga when it was released over here i picked it up and i was like okay this seems kind of cool i could never get through it, and then when i finally got through it i'm like what have i what have i gotten into Now, I, in order to get more thoughts about this, I actually watched the anime version, and I was trying to find the live-action version that's supposed to be released at the end of this month, but it's been postponed due to the pandemic, so we don't know if the live-action is ever going to come out. However, this... The anime gave me a little more context in it, and I was able to appreciate it a little bit more. But we're not going on the anime, we're going on the manga itself. And the manga... The... I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. It's cr kind of cringy. It's a it's a weird weird thing. If I'd never read a lot of the college mangas like Genshikin and Welcome to the NHK and Oh My Goddess, I may have appreciated this more. But because I've read those and those have been done, this just seems like it's a rehashing of those. So that I have to take that into account. But I love the art style. And I like some of the side characters. I think some of the side characters are very creative. I love uh, Ina. She's a fun, weird character. Because she's like, oh, I'm the straight man. Even though that when I wear the makeup, I act like a crazy person. And when I drink, I go even more crazy. And then Asuzo with her misunderstandings. There's that going on. You have the rivals who are the Tinkerbells. Who play tennis. 
And I like that Kohei is like, when they first meet him, he's like, he's like, the secret is that I'm not really a normal person. I'm an anime otaku. And he's wearing an anime shirt and like saying, yeah, we know you're an anime otaku. You're not really hiding the fact you're an otaku. So, there are gags that work with this, and there's some gags that don't. So, if I had to do this, the first volume is A Gift From Your Crazy Aunt Mural. It's okay, but forgettable. But when you get to volume two and on, then it ramps up and becomes the final rating, which is a borrow from a friend. It's just that first volume, it's so, it's polarizing. You're either going to love this series or you're going to hate this series. That's the truth. You either find it hysterical or you're going to find it boring. This one I found, like, once it got into the groove, it got really interesting and intriguing. But that first volume's a little cringy. Not a little. It's very cringy. So, if you want to read something different that's just going to make you laugh that's silly and strange, or you want to vicariously find out what it was like to live being a frat, check out Grand Blue Dreaming. If you disagree with me, if you think that I missed the point of this manga, let me know. Email me personally at zanspirekin.com. That's X-A-N at spirekin.com. Let me know what I missed about this series. I do like it. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it is a what-the-fuck series. It really is. It's one of those ones where it's funny and comical, but it is very strange and bizarre. So... Anyway, remember, if you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, you can check them out at www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at zan, that's X-A-N, at spirekin.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, various other social media sites. And one final thing before we get to that last part, if you want to do something cool, go to tinyurl.com forward slash H-E-L-P-X-A-N, help zan. If you go there... It'll take you to the Apple Podcast, the iTunes site for Spyric Interview Podcasts. If you go there, leave us a message and leave us a rating. I'd appreciate it greatly. It's like putting a tip in the tip jar and keeps me going. I've been doing this since 2008. I want to keep doing this for as long as I can. But every time I see a little bit of interaction like that, it just makes me smile and just gives me a little more energy. A little more oomph, you know? But I digress. So. With that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it, and what I've done... I've assigned a different manga tile to each of the ten slots. So we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that's connected to that number is the one we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 370. And I've got some good titles on here, some old school titles, and some which are a lot about food. And i got one manga which is an award-winning manga from the 44th Kodansha's series. So let's see what we're going to review, shall we? Number eight. So, in the next episode... Oh, okay. Uh, so, in the next episode, we're going to be reviewing a manga about an awesome student who decides to become an artist. And what are we talking about? We're talking about the winning manga, Blue Period. Is it good? Is it bad? Well, you're going to have to wait and find out in the next episode. So, that in mind. Thank you guys for listening. I'm your host, Zan. 
We are Gonsville. Catch you next time and keep reading on. See ya. Oh